listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. I kind of want to start today by telling a story. Love it. uh, In advance of... Our Halloween episode next week. Which I'm so pumped for. Me too. I'm. I, have you worked on your list? I've been thinking about it Great. a lot. Cool. So next week we'll uh, we'll go into our Halloween choice choices mm-hmm. of films that, that we want to watch. Uh, kind of a mix. Like I'm trying to go for like here's my list of horror movies. Right. But also just like Halloween themed or mm-hmm. fall themed movies that can, can kind of work if you're not the type of person who really wants to be scared. Yeah. Um, I'd say my list... I'm having one list, but it's it's not ranked. It's okay. just ten movies you should watch. In okay, Halloween. so it's not like one. This is the best to the. It's just yeah. like here's ten. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, some people were talking like, oh, why don't you do it this week so people can watch them on the weekend? I think you should Wednesday night. You should watch movies. On I, I'm watching movies yeah, on Halloween. So am I. Like what? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? You're not gonna go trick or treating. Go to the store. Yeah. Buy some candy and watch the movies. That's also. Halloween's all week, right? Yeah, absolutely. You got the whole week to, to have fun. So th- there's time, listeners. Cool. So uh, so I'm, I want to tell a story. I want to dive into this because I don't think we'll have time to get into this next Halloween, but I find this very interesting. Um, so as everyone knows, and as as you know, I, I had a former life of, of the, in the theater. Theater. As, as it were. Um, and uh, despite what Chris uh, has said before, I don't hate <laughs> theater um, it's on I, record it's on record i just prefer going to to movies mm-hmm. over sitting and, and watching a play or a musical but for about 10 years i was i was involved pretty heavily in in the theater community and mainly locally but mm-hmm. i did have a job with theater kingston and the kick and push festival which were professional theater companies in the area for about like give or take four years right like i took a little break came back um and in that four-year period i met like some actors who were at the top of their game in Canada, like Shaw actors, Stratford actors, like really cool legit. people. Yeah, legit actors. Um, but there's this one person. Actually, two people have said this, but I'm going to just pick on the one. One person who said something to me that I've always found to be very funny and still to this day I don't quite understand. Um, they said they don't like Halloween because it is demeaning to the profession of acting. What? Yeah. Now, so I have a couple things to say on this. First of all, I how how do you take the entire? This is from an actor who who's in the craft, who studied it. How do you take everything you do and demean it yourself down to putting on a costume? Like acting is way more complex. <laughs> Was than that putting their, a costume on. Is that their thing? Like, oh, everyone puts on a costume on Halloween and thinks they're acting, and that's not. No, they they didn't even really make that point. Maybe that's what they. Meant. They, they meant it's still not but correct that's, yeah that's not what they said what they said was uh they they don't do halloween they don't dress up for halloween they're not really into it and they're kind of against it in general because it is demeaning and belittles the art of acting i wish you guys could see my face because it's not impressed well let me ask you this question <laughs> yeah taylor um, so, you know how you make sandwiches at Subway? Yes. Well, do you think when someone who works at Subway... 
goes home. Maybe there's significant others at home and they're making a sandwich. They're like, screw you. How dare you make that sandwich that belittles what I do at work? I mean, I think I don't want to I don't want to uh, offend anyone. And my best friend is an, uh, an actor. But sometimes actors take themselves a little too seriously. I'm just <laughs> going to put it out there. That's the, that's the most <laughs> truthful statement you've ever said. What do you mean you're going to offend people? I think even actors will admit they sometimes take themselves yeah, too seriously. That's, that's, a, that's a bold statement. Well, and it's interesting because I also, as another example, and I know I made a little joke with the with the subway and the sandwich artist i worked at the tim hortons for five years i have no like that's that's fine work mm-hmm. that like that you know that helps pays the bills um but what about a construction worker so a construction worker or a designer doesn't go to the parent who's building you know maybe they're building a tree fort in the backyard for the kid and say uh you really shouldn't be doing that that's you like should belittling. leave that yeah. to the professional you should be hiring a professional for that <laughs> No, they don't care. Where do actors get off? I wish Joyce, Joyce, I want your sound back. Yeah, Joyce, where, where are you this who, week? Who is this person? Yeah, I, I, Joyce, I really want to know what you think about this. Um, because, yeah, it's just, it's such an interesting thing. I And I think you're right. It I makes think it's, me want to celebrate Halloween more. Well, okay. I'm being a box of donuts for Halloween. I wonder That's how good. that would make That's that good. actor... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, How is me being a box of donuts belittling the the profession of acting? Well, I'm trying to think of the, is there an animated movie that had someone being a donut? Maybe they they were very uh, they were very meta and, yeah, they, and they... they became a donut. <laughs> <laughs> My dream. I wish I could become a donut someday. No, and it is it is interesting. I think you're right. I mean, I think actors take themselves too seriously. I, I think this type of thing, which does exist elsewhere, I'm, you know, let's not pick on actors here. Sometimes people take things the wrong way, and usually it comes from a, a point of insecurity. Yeah. Usually it comes from a place of, for whatever reason, they're insecure. So maybe this person is was insecure about where they were in their career or their life path, or they felt like they've never been taken seriously, mm-hmm. so that puts up their defenses, and that's why, to us, it seems like you're taking yourself too seriously, but in reality, it's because they've never been taken seriously yeah. themselves. I just don't think Halloween does anything to hurt you, and I don't think people are going to take you seriously when you take a stance like that. But I just can't even it's just my thought. I just don't even understand the. No, neither do I. The statement. If you out there think, no, Mike and Taylor, you are wrong, and you are being super offensive to actors, and, and please. You're being let insensitive us know. to the craft. Yeah, I mean, I went to school for drama, so feel free to have that conversation with me. Like, I know, <laughs> no, and, I, and like this thing, I I can have those conversations. Yeah. You know, I know what how how hard, you know, what hard work is for acting. Mm-hmm. I know how difficult it is to. Um, to put on pieces of art, but still, explain this to us. I'd like to know. I wonder what their stance on Christmas pageants are. Well, I mean, Christmas pageants would be theater, so they'd probably be okay with it because oh. at least you're you're making a. In my it's thought, a production. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a production. You're you're making an effort. Those kids hmm. and those Christmas stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my story. That's a little preview of maybe some of the conversations we'll be having on Halloween. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know how serious we'll get. But I thought that was always a very interesting thing. That is an interesting yeah. interesting person. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so we're going to get into some fan questions to get us uh, kicked off. We have two fan questions this week. 
um, just a reminder how you can contribute to the show. If you have a question, a comment, you want to yell at us, um, you want to get in an argument about the morals of Halloween, uh, email us at screeningandkingston at gmail.com. So that's screeningandkingston at gmail.com. Or you can use the hashtag screening in ygk on social media platforms or just tag us or message us on social media you can find us out there screening in kingston you can even tag cfrc if you want you if you want to get you know a question to us you will find us it will work um so we're starting off with chris fan of the show chris is back with another question why do you always say actor when talking about any movie star even if they are female as far as i know actress has become out of vogue and people just say actor now. I, I think actor is genderless. Gender neutral. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's connected. I don't know where that came from, where they actor started saying actor. Actress. Yeah, because I, again, here's a theater school story. Um, well, I was, uh, I think it was my second year at Queens. I had a professor, Judy Fisher, who was teaching acting mm-hmm. and she always just used the term actor and sort of explained that way. She said, I'm an actor. Uh, you right. don't have to qualify it by adding anything. And because there are people who don't identify as male or female, it just gets it gets muddled and it right. gets it gets to be a, a I think she the term she exactly used was it's a qualification that's not needed. You right. don't have to qualify the statement of, oh, I'm an actor, but I have to say I'm an actress. So I guess I'm just in the habit of saying actor. And I just, I thought, because actor is gender neutral, actress has fell, fallen out of vogue. Yeah. Like, when we're talking about Jennifer Lawrence, we know she's a woman, mm-hmm. so we don't need to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we already know by virtue that she's a woman, so I don't need to say actress. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Chris, perhaps you prefer actor and actress. I don't, when I'm saying it, I don't mean to offend or i'm not trying to slight no female actors i just think that that's the term yeah. i've grown accustomed yeah. to using yeah i don't i i think it doesn't affect us either way personally but guess, we you know that's the term we use so chris's defense i think the oscar categories are still best actor versus best actress is it so i it think best female actor oh. is that what they I don't know. You might be right. I <laughs> I do an Oscar pool every year, and I love the Oscars, and yet I don't know the answer to yeah, this question. Like, have... I'm blanking right now. I was like, oh, what is um, the name of their category? I thought it was, like, I, I thought it was, like, best female actor in a leading role. Like, I thought that's oh, how they did it. Oh, yeah. But best maybe, lead. Yeah. Best supporting actor. Best supporting actress. I actress. don't know now. That's a good question. Chris, we're going to look this up for you um and we're going to we're going to talk about this. We more. may have to revise yeah, our Oscar palette. But yeah, but I mean I again, I'm just used to I'm the same as you. I'm used to just saying actor and mm-hmm. I and to me it, when it doesn't really matter <laughs> everyone if you're performing, you're just an actor. That's yeah. the way I've got. But again, like that's, you know, everyone has certain things they prefer. And certain yeah. things that they're more comfortable with. And I th- I've heard the same thing. Like, I've heard a lot of actors say that they're not, they want to be called an actor. They're not really comfortable yeah. with actress. And that's fine, too. Like, that's I, okay. Again, back to my friend who is a actor. I think she she's a female, and I think she refers to herself as an actor and not yeah. an actress. Yeah. But I think maybe it's personal preference. Yeah. 
But thanks for the question, Chris, because I think I think that is something we can look up. I do. I'm interested to see what the you Oscars got me thinking. Say. You Same got me with, thinking, Chris. Like the Golden Globes and all yeah. the award shows. I'd be interested to see what are their wording. So we'll look that up. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Uh, uh, thanks again, Chris. Uh, so Roland uh, sent in a question. I really enjoyed A Star Is Born. Can you go into more details as to why you didn't like uh, or what you didn't like about it? Um, I mean, I think overall, I still said I more or less liked the movie like i was i'm on the fence about it but still i i will admit it's a pretty good movie i just have my problems with it um i i think we should this would be a good movie to get into some spoiler talk about Mm -hmm. and really deep dive into it um i want you to see it first yeah and i believe it's coming to the screening room in november so So around then we could do this. yeah Yeah. so uh, no we'll do a uh uh a heavy A Star is yeah. Born episode in November. I actually tried to see A Star is Born this weekend um, in London, Ontario, and it was sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Not surprising. The 6 o'clock showing, the 7 o'clock showing, and the 9 o'clock showing was heading towards sold out. So... Roland, I don't... You're not alone in liking the movie. Yeah, a lot of people like it. <laughs> um, so... But I can't... I have to reserve yeah. my my way in well why don't we do that then so in november when it comes to the screening room um we'll give lots of warning to people who haven't seen it yet to kind of wait to listen to that episode once you've seen it but we'll do like a deep dive mm-hmm. full spoilers maybe we'll commit the whole episode to just yeah. talking about it because i i do think there's a lot i'd like to get into i've only had a discussion about stars born a handful of times and usually it's in front of people who haven't seen it yet so i don't right. want to spoil anything so it would be nice to just take that away because it is hard to express what you didn't specifically like or, mm-hmm. or or you did like about a movie without going into details so yeah i i, I do think that we should do that and that, that would be good don't you think it's a little bit funny that we're trying to be spoiler free when this is the fourth one the, and the yeah. plot is exactly the same <laughs> well, as the three previous what do you, ones. What do you want? People complain about spoilers. <laughs> like, there's nothing like, I, I know, but we have to be this careful. I know, it's true. I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's definitely four. I've heard a rumor there's actually five of these movies. I, I was actually. The um, Mariah Carey's Glitter. We don't count Mariah Carey's Glitter no, as um, a. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was I had dinner with my parents on the weekend and my dad was rattling through them and I, I there was an extra one in there I didn't know about so yeah I don't know there's there's a there's a lot of those five possibly six but the, if you can there might be ten yeah there might be ten of stars but actually if you've seen the movie Almost Famous I would claim that that's pretty darn close too so there might be ten stars born I mean there. it's a pretty traditional plot yeah. I would say yeah. or the tropes actually, involved. Did the this? I don't know if you know this, and we might cut this out if if it's awkward. But have you seen the Hillary Duff movie? Uh, when she goes to Italy, is that okay? I haven't seen it. I'm just wondering: is that does that have anything to do with her like music career and being a pop star? So doesn't she like pretend to be someone who looks like her or something? Or am I confused? Yeah, no, that is the movie, but I wouldn't say it follows the plot of A Star Is Born. No, no, but it's another like movie industry. Yeah. Discover who you are, discover your voice sort of movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen it, but I, I'm just trying to. I would, I loosely, yes, okay. I'll give it, give it to you. Okay. Um, I'll ask some people who I know have seen the Hillary Duff movie and we'll get a, we'll get a plot <laughs> synopsis. Maybe we'll review that. That'd I would say only because there's a more nefarious um, relationship in the Hillary Duff movie. There's a nefarious like relationship in the Hillary like Duff movie? Like she's being exploited. 
unknowingly. Does Hillary Duff get kidnapped in this movie? No. Is but... this like a Taken, but it's Hillary Duff? Because I'm on board. <laughs> no, like her just, dad and weird brother. She thinks have to go she's save like her. falling. She thinks this guy's falling in love with her, but they're literally he's only using her because she looks like the for, the other singer. I don't. Oh, I mean, spoiler only, alert! You can Hillary only Duff be movie. so nefarious in a Disney movie, but it's definitely you know cool. Okay. I would say there's tricks where okay. I suppose I again I haven't seen a star is born but there isn't necessarily tricks um no but there you know there are it, it is a very deep dive mu- you know into the music industry in a lot of mm-hmm. ways like you meet a lot of you know you meet some road crews you meet some agents and you meet obviously the two stars and you sort of get to see a little bit of the we're going to try to push you in this direction right. or you're going to go in this direction um yeah but i don't think there's a moment where someone is blatantly being like oh i'm going to trick you into doing this mm-hmm. in order to get me something no not really it, it is more of a romance than it is anything else yeah yeah all right so those are our fan questions for the week thank you to roland and chris for writing in and anybody else who has questions for uh the next uh week uh maybe because we've got halloween coming up why don't you send us your halloween related yes. questions for this week so anything for that you want covered on that show send that in and we'll talk about it and there's a lot of halloween buzz considering the new halloween movie yes yeah jamie lee curtis yeah, yeah. so anyways lots to talk about next week yeah no i i'm looking forward to it i think mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good show Okay, so we uh, we both saw some movies this weekend, and we let's uh, let's talk about it. So uh, you saw The Wife, yes, and I saw A Simple Favor, yes. Um, two very different movies, two, I would say. Yeah, that's <laughs> from what you were telling me before. Two very different movies. Uh, where where do you want to start? Um, maybe I'll we'll ease our listeners in with my review because okay. you have you have a lot of feelings about the movie you yeah. saw. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed. The wife. Okay. I thought it was um, really well executed. The yeah. acting was great. The direction was great. Um, there were a lot of twists that I thought it was going to be sort of a straight drama, just sort of, sort of um, a character explore, uh, exploration, or um, like instead of being plot driven, it would be about the characters, right? Okay. About the wife who is the title and then her husband so not to give anything away but the the husband is winning a nobel prize for literature okay and they're flying to stockholm that's where right so they're flying to stockholm um in order for him to accept this award and so um the movie takes place kind of over the course of the the days of leading up to him getting the award and you the movie set up you think that it's just going to be sort of um tension between a long-suffering wife and her genius husband that's kind of what the movie set up and that's what the um trailer sets it up to be Mm. um but there is sort of a dark secret um and that's the twists and the turns so it is definitely character driven i would say it's more not much is happening in the film you know they're just getting ready to win the award um, in Stockholm, but um, it does do some flashbacks to the start of their relationship in the 50s, um, and then the movie, the main movie timeline happens in the 90s. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure the exact reason why they chose that. <laughs> well, I know why they chose that timeline. I just, my one contention was the, in, with the movie is that when the movie started, they said the year it was taking place, it was like 
New Hampshire 1993 or something. And I thought it was really weird that they made the point they made the point of telling us it was 1993 where I thought it could have just spoken for itself. Anyways, that's my one issue with the movie was that they mentioned the date it was taking place. Okay. And how was Glenn Close in it? Cuz I I've heard a lot of buzz that this is going to be like an Oscar nomination for her, maybe an opportunity to win. Like I, that's that's what I heard going to win. I didn't even know that about the plot. Like I knew nothing right. about this movie. That's all I've heard mm-hmm. is about her. So how how is she in the movie? She was phenomenal. I think she's really great in most of the things mm. she does, and I think she's almost underrated. I mean, I know she was huge in the '80s, yeah. and then she kind of dropped off. I think maybe Hollywood has been underutilizing her because she was phenomenal in this movie. Mm. Um, unpopular opinion. I don't like Meryl Streep. I thought that Glenn Close gave a ten times better performance. You don't like Meryl Streep. Yeah, you can come for me for that. I think she's a little overrated. Okay. But Glenn Close <laughs> gave to me an Oscar worthy performance. I don't really like saying, "Oh, that person gets should get an Oscar" because I think the Oscars sometimes are a little bit of a joke. The people yeah. who win aren't necessarily the people I would have picked. The Oscars as they currently are are a joke, but I like the idea of what they could be yes. or should be. So, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this when we get closer to the Oscars. I want to do some Oscar related shows, mm-hmm. but I want to do our own nominations yeah oh, like, cool. like forget their nominations like yeah. we'll do our oscar picks as to this is who we think will win right. with all those you know politics mm-hmm. in it but i want to do a if we were picking the five nominees right. this is who we would pick from the then year i think yeah. glenn close definitely if the our yes our, oscars yeah. glenn close definitely okay i think it her performance was very nuanced mm, okay and um yeah i think it was great Great, great. So definitely a, a C. So you're you're saying see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Have to check it out. It is playing at the screening room now. I'm not too sure how long that one's going to stay. Throughout the, this, this week, week at it's least. There. Okay, great. So go, yeah, go check out The Wife. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check that out because it sounds, it sounds interesting. And I, I am curious about it. And that's interesting that there are some twists and turns. And it's not just character related. Um, because, again, I all I've heard about it is Glenn Close, Glenn Close, she's great. Yeah. All this stuff, but nothing else. So. I do also want to mention that um, Christian Slater's in the movie. Oh, and really? I am a big Christian Slater okay. fan. So there you go. if you want some classic <laughs> Slater action, he'll give it to you. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, we will get back to the Meryl Streep conversation eventually, I'm sure. Don't I'm don't, sh- don't worry, listeners. We will. <laughs> I, I know this is the first time I'm on your side here uh, against Taylor because I feel like usually Taylor's defending all of you. Don't worry, everyone. I've, I've got your back. We will have this Meryl Streep uh apollo 13 conversation (laughs) eventually um but we've got a a bit of a break coming up because in in december um you know we're going to i think be pre-recording quite Mm -hmm. a bit of shows so that's a good time for us to do some theme related shows because we might not be seeing as much movies um that's just probably the nature of we'll probably be seeing the same amount of movies just not not in a timely yeah not in a way that we can review it right Right. away. maybe we'll throw some stuff on social media Mm -hmm. about what we thought about it but that's about it um Cool. Okay, so that's the wife you're getting. The official is see it. Yes. And I think it's not a movie that you would want to stream. I think it's kind of a, I don't know, for dramas, for me, you want to see them on the big screen. But that's just my personal preference. Cool. All right. So uh, now I'm going to talk about a simple favor. Be ready. Uh, Be ready, audience. Well, okay. I mean, (laughs) this, this this is what I'll say. So, like, a simple favor if... If anyone has um, 
seen the trailers, even even if you haven't, the kind of general idea around it is this is a bit of a a dark comedy, darker, more twisted turn for the director Paul Feig, who most people probably know as the director from Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. um, Spy, which is another movie oh, he so did. Good. Uh, love that movie, great movie, um, and then the new uh, Ghostbusters. So uh, which you. Did not care for. No, no. For me, he's now two for two. I, I liked Spy and I liked Bridesmaids. I didn't like Ghostbusters and I and I didn't like this movie. Um, a simple favor to me. It's hard because when I first came out of it, I had a very strong negative reaction mm-hmm. to it. But I was like, okay, you, you got to anything you should always sleep on. I think yeah. no matter what it is in life, I think it's best to just sleep on it. So I slept on it, like woke up the next morning, still felt like oh, I didn't really like that movie. And then I just let it sit for the whole weekend and didn't think about it and then came back to think about it. And I really have to say this is a piece of garbage. This has <laughs> no redeeming qualities whatsoever in this movie. Uh, and I, Ben Sharland, if you are out there, this is worse than Mamma Mia 2. I would go see Mamma Mia 2 any day as many times i would go to a dance along sing along where you have no choice and you have to dance and sing and wear a costume and wear a costume i would 100 percent do that i would i would put on the what is a blue spandex thing i'd be <laughs> right away i would be there because this movie has nothing going for it at all it is terrible it is garbage you should never go see it you should literally do anything anything else in your life you should do anything else. Just move on and do anything else in life other than seeing this piece of trash. So that's that's my initial thoughts on that. That's the main thrust of the, the <laughs> Well, I mean, I can go into some detail without spoiling it. I mean, it's it's it doesn't know what it wants to be. I think even I remember seeing the trailer for it and the trailer looks cheesy. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I will say it's not as cheesy as the trailer makes it seem. Okay. I will say that. It it is silly at times. It just wants to be a dark comedy, so the comedy aspect needs to be there. Yeah. And it and and sort of a thriller, like a dark comedy thriller. Like kind of like if you were to go see Gone Girl, but it was a little bit more of a dark comedy. Right. But still that similar tone, that that mysterious tone, mm-hmm. not too sure what's going on. Like a Cohen Brothers movie. Yeah, actually that's a pretty good that's a pretty good comparison, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um I think that it it wasn't funny, first of all. I didn't laugh once. Actually, okay, I don't want to lie. I laughed one time, and that was because a child swore. And there's something about foul language that's funny when it comes from a child. So, so it was a cheap joke. Well, I don't, I don't even know if it was – I think it was meant as a joke because other people laughed too. But that was my only laugh out loud moment. Otherwise, I didn't laugh once. It was not – that good at building tension. There was two moments in this movie where I thought, okay, this is getting interesting. One, they copped out with the joke instead of going the route it should have gone. And two, they they did this thing like in thrillers, the, the idea of a jump scare isn't mm-hmm. a scare, but it's a like almost like startle. Like there's a there's there's a startling moment and there's a freaky moment. And that happened. And then Nothing happened. And then it was just like never really it just it didn't Cop really ma- Yeah, it did nothing happened. It just didn't really matter, frankly. And by the end of the movie I forgot that even happened. Yeah. Um I just thought it was trying to be something that it failed at. It missed the comedy mark, it missed the thriller mark. 
I didn't think there were really any redeeming qualities out of even the acting and the performances. I didn't think it was that well done. And I think the reason why I dislike this more than Mamma Mia 2 is I don't think Mamma Mia 2 was trying to be anything other than what it is. Yeah, but I think other this, than Mamma Mia 2. Other than Mamma Mia 2, other, this movie was trying this like if if I were to say like what's the subtitle of this movie it's trying because that's what everyone was trying yeah but it just failed it failed miserably for me and it's just it's just terrible well I'm really glad you took the bullet on this one because I had no interest in seeing it whatsoever I think there's a general fascination with this movie like at least people seem curious about it but I don't know again I don't know I think I know um Girls my age are really familiar with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively because of Gossip Girl and then also because of the Pitch Perfect series. So um, I, I I know girlfriends who have gone, gone to see it. Um, they weren't blown away by it. They said it was kind of silly and fun. You didn't even think it was fun. I there, No, I don't. There's nothing in that. There is nothing in that that was fun for me. Not even one more. Actually, okay. There was one moment where I was. So the 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 lead actor from Crazy Rich Asians is also in it. So this is his That's second the movie. Same guy. Yeah. So the the he gets his second movie from being a travel agent. Whatever he's doing. <laughs> Good. For I him. had fun watching his facial expressions once again not change, <laughs> but still be slightly different than it was in Crazy Rich Agents. So I actually kind of have some hope for the guy. I'm Good. thinking like, okay, you changed a little bit. You clearly need practice, but he kind of plays a, a a handsome, rich. He plays another rich guy. Uh, with the same Brit- it's a British accent, I think. With his- yeah, it's the same. So, but he, yeah, he just <laughs> the- that was kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. But the movie's not fun. No, there's nothing about that movie that's fun. It ends in a terror. Even if you like this movie, you have to at least admit to me that the ending was atrocious and made no sense and was out of tone with the rest of the movie. At least people should agree with me at that. I personally wouldn't understand if a single person liked this movie. Right. Like I would want to I want to bring them on this show. I want people to email us and say, I love this movie. It's the best movie I've ever seen. And I'm gonna bring you in my I'm knocking things over because I'm so, so passionate. passionate about this. And I want to bring them in and have a conversation about it because there's nothing in this movie that I can find artistically redeeming, entertainmently redeeming. Right. Or um, you know, thinking about actors and their craft and fascinating like anna kendrick was the same as anna kendrick always is blake lively did nothing at all the only thing that was interesting was guy from crazy rich asians can can do something a little he's bit different learning yeah, he's act. learning how to act <laughs> that's fascinating i guess in a way and the kids are funny in the in a way of ha 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 you're using swear words and you shouldn't i wonder if they're trying to tap into the generation and again it's the same it's my generation the people who grew up with kind of with pitch perfect and with gossip girl i kind of it maybe the people who like pretty little liars would like this um yeah i haven't seen gossip girl or pretty little liars um i've seen all three of the pitch perfect movies so i don't i mean i that's the only reason why i could that those are the people who i think would want to see this movie you know what i mean right that and pretty little liars is kind of silly but people still watched it anyways oh and there's even within that like silly and and there's people always have their movies that are like guilty pleasure or tv shows where you know you know it's not the best but there's still but usually there's still redeeming qualities of that like even though i don't understand why 
people like certain things, I can find redeeming qualities in them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a huge fan. um, And I wouldn't just sit down and watch it by myself. Something like um, new girl. Right. But I, I can 100% understand what people find appealing in it. Mm -hmm. And there are redeeming qualities within it, but a simple favor, just if, if you fail at the thing you're trying to do, and then nothing really interesting happens and it's just a tonal mess, I don't see what you could find redeeming out of it. I, I guess if if you if you're the type of person who can go to a, to anything or watch something and you're just there for the there are things moving in front of my eyes, which is I, I'm some people being are, funny. but some people well, are some like people that. Are. There are it's lots pure escapism. Absolutely. I'm escaping and I'm just I wanna see it pretty people walk across the stage and talk nice to me okay well sure but even then this isn't even that movie well, no <laughs> because <laughs> you know, i don't know interesting you say that the ending was a mess i was told that the movie's based on a book so it'd be interesting if the book also ends the same way and i'm interested to see what the tone of the book is yeah i'm very interested to see how much of that humor was forced in by a getting increasingly unfunny director or was is this how the book is is the book yeah. also sort of a dark comedy and they just missed the mark on it maybe it was just poor writing maybe the script was because even like the story itself is very very generic but again you could just like you know gone girl or that girl on a train movie or any any sort of mystery and thriller you can still hit yeah very well with a story that you've heard over and over and over again i just feel like this was not only a miss it was it would be like comparing, you know, going to Mamma Mia too is, you know, you, you went to a restaurant somewhere and, and got food and it was like, eh, this is like okay, but generic, I can really make this at home, versus the leaf that's blowing in the wind slightly to the left. Not even related and why would you ever think of it it's again and East don't Mario's that. versus No, I don't dumpster. even Yeah, no, I don't even I don't even give it enough credit to be a dumpster because there's remnants of food. I think it's a leaf that's blowing in the wind slightly to the left where you walk past it and go and don't go, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this right now. Anyway, that's my that's So my that's definitely difference. a skip. Oh, skip it. No, don't even you should walk into any movie theater that's playing uh, and not buy a ticket purposely telling people that you're not buying a ticket and then just leave because there's no there's nothing here there's so many better you should do movies a public right service mesh this is your public service message i will go to the screening room and talk every single person that i've seen this who want to go see it absolutely um but give us your thoughts on these movies so you've yeah. got to see it for for the wife you've got to skip it from me for a simple favor but we do want to hear from you of course, if, always. If you disagree with us, let us know. All we ask is, you know, defend your opinion. G- yeah. Give us reasons why what you liked about it and what you saw, and let's have a discussion about it. Because I'm I'm always open to hear it. I I may be very passionately against. You're fired up some, on this. Oh, one. I'm fired up on this movie, and and I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing garbage. So I'm looking forward to seeing some good movies um, soon. But still, you know. <laughs> Go, seriously go go see anything else if you if fair you enough to. um okay so uh why don't we uh get into our traditional segment uh that we've got my fun new intro for so Ooh. we're gonna go ahead and uh and play the intro as we get set for not a great plan yes it's time for everyone's favorite segment beloved by every single listener not a great plan 
Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. LeBron James reportedly producing Friday the 13th reboot. Not a great plan. Okay, um, Friday the 13th reboot. Interesting. I'm not a slasher. I love horror movies, but slasher is definitely not my cup of tea. Okay. I uh, horror is in a in a heyday or a renaissance right now, and that makes me super happy. So, um, you know, if they remake Friday the Thirteenth and it's super successful, that means studios are going to start um, investing more in quality horror. So I say that's great. LeBron James, I didn't know was getting into producing. That's the other side well, of the headline. Do I have a story for you. So <laughs> LeBron James left Cleveland again uh, in bat. So he's a basketball player. For those who don't know, one of one of the best. This of is all melding time. your two passions. This is my, well, they're my two passions: sports and movies. Um, he accepted a new contract. I think it's a three-year or four-year deal um, with the Los Angeles Lakers. So he left the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the Los Angeles Lakers with the intention. Everyone believes, as as his career is starting to wind down as a basketball player, he wants to get into the Hollywood movie scene so that's why he wanted to live down there yeah i read this that was in the article that he wants to start becoming visible in hollywood he um you know he they're planning a space jam reboot which was a movie michael jordan another famous basketball player did uh in the 90s yeah i think it is which is like looney tunes capture michael jordan and have to fight monsters on the basketball court like aliens oh aliens yes that's what it is alien they're called the monsters the looney tunes are versus the aliens it's uh, such a good movie uh so he's gonna do some sort of remake uh, starring him in that um so it is gonna star him eh yeah yeah, that's the idea. So, yeah, that's interesting that he's going to get into producing. And I, Apparently, he's I'm a big Jason fan. Okay. That's one of the reasons why I guess he picked this franchise, as always, um, with movie news like this. Um, it's very early days, so whether or not he'll actually be the producer of this the reboot, it's hard to say. But mm. there are talks that he may be the producer. Cool. Do we need a Friday the 13th reboot? I mean, I, I'm on the side of we never need any reboot and we should do original new things. Yeah. But I'm intrigued enough to say let's let's see what can happen. Maybe something new. Like It's just like the, the TV show It or the TV movie It was redone and I really thought the movie It was really good. So, yeah. You know. And there's going to be a sequel to It. Yeah. So, so I, I'm open-minded. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, listen to the next headline. Del Toro stop motion Pinocchio lands at Netflix. Not a great plan. This is interesting because Netflix is often, or it used to be at least, sort of a, a dumping ground for movies they didn't think were going to do well elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But Netflix has been buying up properties here and there, so may, maybe they just outbid people. But that's interesting that you know he's a you know he's a Academy Award winning director and just had a hit movie last year. So I mean it's interesting that. A stop motion Pinocchio movie is going to go to Netflix as opposed to widescreen. But he started uh, working on this movie in 2010 and couldn't find uh, financial backing for okay. it. 
Um, and then uh, Disney announced that they were doing a Pinocchio live action movie. And so um, <laughs> Del Toro didn't release any more news about his film. People just assumed that he had oh, scrapped it. Gotcha. But it looks like Netflix is willing to be the financial backer for this movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I love stop motion. Hmm. So this would be, I would be more inclined to see his, well, also his stuff is always a little bit darker and kind of creepy if it's going to be like pan's labyrinth labyrinth um so i would be more inclined to see his his pinocchio at netflix as opposed to a disney Hmm. for sure um but we'll see what happens Yeah. yeah interesting cool all right what's the next headline jet lee explains why he rejected a role in the matrix sequels not a great plan I don't. Yeah. Still, I explain the reason, but right. I, I, you know, I still don't think you should ever turn down Money. those types. Yeah. Well, again, Will Smith also had turned down a, you know, the lead role. I think. Yeah, it's always. I mean, we have hindsight, right? Yeah. So we yeah. know that these things were going to be huge. It's weird that he had turned down the sequels because the first Matrix was so big. Yeah. I could understand turning down the first one. Yeah. But he does have a good reason. So okay. he rejected it because um, he's all, um, obviously a world-renowned martial art mm-hmm. martial artist, mm-hmm. martial arts artist. Um, uh, and he's trained for many years, and that's kind of what he's known for. So he was very anxious that um, – the studio would spend all this time recording him doing the martial arts and then it would become the studio's intellectual property and then once cgi got good enough essentially they would use his body because they have all of this footage of him doing martial arts they would use his body and then superimpose other actors faces onto his moves off the time that would have seemed crazy but now doesn't seem crazy at all. Yeah, no, I mean, Jet Li, wow, you're smart. You yeah, really... You, he, uh, he knew where where the, the world was going yeah. <laughs> more than anybody else did. Wow. So, I mean, crazy. If When did The Matrix come out? Early 2000s? Late yeah, 90s? like late 90s was the first one. I think 1998 was the first one. So, so in 98, Jet Li, you're crazy. Not a good plan. But now in 2018, Jet Li, wow, you had very good talk about hindsight (laughs) yeah shoot so um whether or not the studios would have owned the intellectual property of his moves it's hard to say i don't know um but good good thinking on his part yeah absolutely good thinking because i don't know if even today they have a lot of rules around that because already in a couple um star wars movies they've brought people back from the dead as a fully cgi character so you know i think that there's going to be a lot of questions moving forward about how much you can use someone's likeness um and how much studios can own that because i think that's kind of the the opinion is is a lot of actors do sign contracts where it's like your likeness is being signed mm-hmm. away to this franchise of this movie so yeah yeah it's interesting the article did bring it up at the very end mm-hmm. that um it's sort of the this you know the star wars using carrie fisher's face it kind of um opens up moral questions about you know are should we be allowed to use the likeness of people that have passed away you know like that's an interesting question that we need to start thinking about especially with holograms um (laughs) they're talking about touring amy winehouse as a hologram right now 
Um, should we even, should we do that? I don't know. Let, I think that's not for me. I'm not a moral philosopher. No, it's a, that th- those questions are bigger than this show. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But if you want to weigh in on the moral responsibility of that, please do so. Let Message us me. know. Yeah, send send in your questions. Um, okay, what's the next headline? I'm definitely gonna pronounce this name wrong, even though we practiced beforehand. Okay, that's all right. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone will understand. Jason M- Momoa. Momoa. Jason Momoa is already planning Aquaman two. Not a great plan. Well, we know my thoughts on this. What are yours? <laughs> I think it's bold. I think it's he. He went up to the producers while they were filming Aqua uh, Aquaman one and pitched his idea for the second movie. I think. That's isn't that unusual for the actors to go to directors and be like, "This is my idea." Not so much anymore. It used to be unusual, but I mean, we were talking about Margot Robbie a bit last week. She's done that quite a bit okay. um, with Harley Quinn. Actually, the character she played in Suicide Squad, she pitched a sort of solo female villain hmm. team up movie to producers. So I think actors often take on when they get signed to these contracts, especially in superhero movies, they're often committed to somewhere between five and ten movies so i feel like they feel they have some ownership on what happens to the character and want input yeah they have creative choice it's definitely not as uncommon as it used to be okay i do think it's a bold move considering that aquaman is it even the first one is it done filming yeah it's done filming i think they're still doing sort of editing and putting it together because it's coming out next year um, but I read a Christmas release date. Oh, is, oh, really? In this, this article, year. it's a Christmas. Oh, I so, thought it was in 2019 around March, but and that's what the article talked about was that. Wow, it is a little bit ambitious considering that it's being released at, in the Christmas, uh, the Christmas tide, kind of the tide of movies at Christmas. So whether or not it'll be able to compete. Well, there's no Star Wars movie, and the article year. mentions that. Yeah, so. I'm wondering what other big blockbusters are there because in December I, I love going to movies and I wonder like what Mary else is, Poppins, Mary Poppins returns, right? um, and there was a couple other one of the movies I didn't recognize. There's going to be a Deadpool Christmas movie. <laughs> well, so that's <laughs> this is funny. I was just talking to someone about this. That is a re-release of Deadpool two, but oh. a PG thirteen version where they've redone a bunch of things to make it so families could go see it. And apparently, unconfirmed reports, but I've seen a picture of it, it starts out the exact same way that The Princess Bride opens, <laughs> and it's an adult Ben Savage lying in bed, and Deadpool comes in to read He's him grandpa. a story. He's grandpa. And he reads him a story of Deadpool. It might be worth seeing it just for yeah, the opening scene. Yeah, I'm probably going to go, <laughs> just because, I mean, I, I, love, I really like Deadpool too, but also... To see what they do with it without the rated R, yeah, kind of cool. But yeah, so it does. It, it is going to have some competition at Christmas. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see whether or not this is kind of DC's main. Uh, I think they're trying to maybe they're putting too many eggs in one basket with the Aquaman. Yeah, but it's a little presumptuous. Again, I'm not. You're more of a super. You know the superhero news, but it wouldn't. Marvel does this all the time where they've planned movies way ahead in advance, but that's because they have a track record of mm-hmm. success. DC movies don't. They, yeah. Either the fans or the critics slam them or they don't do quite as well. Like the La- the Justice League movie didn't do very yeah. well. It wasn't well received. I don't think it was good. Like they've really only had in this recent 
like new rendition of DC. They've really only had Wonder Woman. And then they're hoping that this Aquaman's going to be is another Wonder Woman, yeah. like another hit solo film does really well on its own. But yeah, that's it's I feel like if I was working there, I would say, let's wait until this opens, because I don't want a single plan leaking out that we're doing anything, because what if it's you know, what if it's not well received? What if it doesn't do well? Yeah, what if it's a bumpkin? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We don't have a crystal ball. So who knows? This who may knows? be a great movie (laughs) okay what is the next headline universal addresses first man's poor box office performance not a great plan so what did they say about it like what did they have a specific thought or reason around that (laughs) they're like yeah it did poorly we're hoping it will make money later that was that that was was the statement statement. they're like they're hoping that (laughs) it will start to have a they'll they'll make up the losses um you know, in the long run, yeah. that it'll have a long theatrical run, and they're still considering it an Oscar contender. Like this is Universal's um, Oscar, the the movie they're pushing for the Oscars. And they probably figure it's going to get a bit of a bump around December, and independent theaters like the screening room and stuff will probably pick it up later in its theatrical run, like December, January, February, as all the os- people are rushing yeah. to see the Oscar movies before the Oscars, mm-hmm. which I think are in February. So, um, yeah, you, a lot of the late and fall 2018 releases will continue into early 2019 because of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So that that does make sense. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised it performed so poorly. I heard one review on the radio driving to the gym the other morning and essentially the guy said that it was boring that he didn't think it would be so much Hmm. about um the astronauts family right so maybe that's what people are people are expecting space and they're getting domestic yeah affairs and and it's interesting because usually like reviews can sometimes drive people to the theaters but not always. So this it's was still just like a radio. This yeah, is on like yeah. K Rock. Yeah, it's no, not I, like it's a big. I, I look forward to reviewing it and talking about yeah. it because I do think there's some interesting things to kind of talk about with this movie. But you know, I still it's surprising with Ryan Gosling behind mm-hmm. it, with Damien Chazelle, who is a director that people are starting to become familiar with yeah, and had La a success La with Land. La Land and Whiplash, and so I I don't know. I feel as though. That's sort of interesting that people were not as inclined to rush to the, to the theater to see it. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. We'll see. Okay. Uh, what is the next headline? A Quiet Place 2. John Krasinski is writing the script. Not a great plan. Did you see A Quiet Place? No. Okay. I've heard good things. Very good. Superb movie. And it's considered one of – it's part of the new horror, horror revival. Yeah, yeah. It's just like we were just talking about It. It also had the elements of what I think make a good horror movie because I think what makes a good horror movie is it's a really good movie first. It's a very good constructed story and movie and then the horror is sort of the storytelling device. Um, The first Saw movie, I really love that movie. Mm -hmm. Then it just became terrible. Torture porn. Yeah, but the first Saw movie was not that was a rich story of two characters locked in a room and you learn so much about them and there's such intrigue and it's very interesting. And I thought A Quiet Place to me is right up there as one of my favorite horror movies. It's just right up there with It, Saw, all these movies that we're going to get into <laughs> next week. But yeah, I I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know 
what they're going to do with a sequel. So the interesting thing was that um, he didn't... He thought this would be a one-off because yes. he wrote and directed and starred in A Quiet Place. Yes. And he thought, um, you know, this, I don't have another idea, let someone else do the sequel. And then I guess the producers of the studios, whoever approached him and said, do you do you have any ideas? And he's like, well, I have this really tiny seed of an idea. And they went, we love it. Write the script. Yeah, write the script. Yeah. So yeah. that to me... That's bad news. Yeah, it, yeah I don't. Yeah. It's gonna be if he if he wasn't confident to want to do the sequel right off the bat, but was kind of convinced by the studios who don't always have the best yeah no, ideas. They don't. They care about money and nothing else. Yeah, and whether or not, um, again, sequels are always always a toss up. So whether or not. I don't know. I. It also doesn't end in a way that lends it to a sequel in my mind. Like it, it felt very contained. It felt very one off. There's lots of questions to be answered. There's lots of mystery there. But you could explore I don't, the mythology you of the could, monsters. But I just feel like you're not. I don't know if you can get a whole movie out of that. It, it would be interesting to see. But. And this article had no, um, no hints as to what the plot. You know, they said. Uh, it could take place before, it could take place yeah. after, it could yeah. take place during the same time. Whether or not he'll even return to act in the movie, if it will be about the same family, that's literally all up in the air still. So yeah. this one is going to be a wait and see. And let's hope he takes his time with it. Like if, he, if he's if he got this idea, does it have a release date yet? Is that? I apologize. I don't know. Okay. It, I might, hope it, it might not. I hope it doesn't because if if they just say, okay, write this, we've it's greenlit, but we're not attaching a release date to it to give him time to write fine tune. and fine tune and work on it because that's the way that you save it. If mm-hmm. it's if it's an idea you're not 100% in, but if he had more time and could just do that, maybe it'll work. We'll see. We'll see. Did like the movie. It will be one that I bring up on Tuesday. On Halloween. On Halloween. We're going to our next week's episode. I'm going to bring that movie up. Absolutely. Good. Cool. Do we have another one? Yes, one more. Cool. All right. Idris Elba joins Taylor Swift's Cats movie musical adaptation. Not a great plan. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Um, I, this isn't real, right? This is a joke. I wish. The, but the not a good plan of this of this headline is that it's not the casting. It's the fact that they're even making oh, yeah. cats. I have no problem with Idris Elba being involved in anything. But I'm sorry, Taylor Swift is making a cats movie? That's... When I read the article, I should have done a little bit more research. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I have a frog in my throat. I should have done a little bit more research because the article didn't specify how Taylor Swift is involved in the movie. Like, a, like producer, maybe? Yeah, or if she's one of the cats. She's going to um, sing Memories, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is obviously a singer. Yeah. So she could very well be one of the cats. Um, Why would you ever make a movie out of the musical Cats? Cats, the the musical's a meme. You know, people, it's the longest, we have to acknowledge, it is the longest running musical ever. It has it has its moments as a live stage show. I've seen it live. It has its moments. It, it has its intrigue. But as a movie, unless you're going to get live action cats and they're going to be singing, you know, like, no, just think of it, think of it. You step outside your door to like maybe throw the garbage out because it's like the 80s or something so you're walking to the curb to put the garbage out and there's just cats 
and they're just like Jellicle cats and a dollar. Like I would just that would be hilarious. This this brings up a lot of questions again because I'm kind of dumb. This is like the Barbie movie where I just assumed Marco Robbie was going to be Barbie. And Assuming said, live action, yeah, I asked if it I was just him. kind of assumed that they were going to be in cat costumes. Well, they have to be. Like That's the whole movie, point. but. When you said, you know, we should get real cats. I know, you know I just like think, cat I'm not, not serious. But no, that made me think, <laughs> are they going to do CGI cats? Oh, I don't. Or I are don't. they going to make it look? That's the idea of Cats the musical is that creation of cat-like creatures by humans. Like if you just, it's not going to work. It's not a good enough of a musical. It's not a good enough of a plot. There's no plot. What am I saying? There's no plot. The music's okay and at times good, but pretty much okay. If you do CGI or real cats or if you make it an animated movie, it's not going to work because there's not there's nothing there. They're, you know all. what they're going to do? They're going to make them wear cat costumes and then CGI it so that their faces look kind of <laughs> literal cats. <laughs> like, remember <laughs> um, Beauty and the Beast, the remake, how they made he was, he yes. was the actor. Yeah, but then they, they, they CGI'd, CGI'd, CGI'd his face. over That's probably what they're going to do. <sighs> yeah. But anyways. I, definitely not a good idea. What a stupid. Like, who? <laughs> I remember seeing it when I was maybe, like, 12 or 13, the live production, and just being really confused, just not knowing what the plot was. And But you said there is no plot. No. So. I. <laughs> again, I will never, I will never belittle a person for liking something or call them stupid or dumb or whatever for not liking something right. if this movie got made and people liked it i would respect that mm-hmm. but the idea of this you have to admit sounds stupid i mean the idea of the musical sounds stupid regardless of of the movie aspect of it when whoever was pitching this musical probably andrew lloyd weber was pitching this musical <laughs> being like, this is what i'm gonna do someone must have been like what the <laughs> so the cats in a backyard, like what? They're gonna be in like a junkyard. Doing what do they do? Nothing. Oh, okay. They leap around. I just I don't. Especially when there's so many other um, musicals that I would rather see on film. We're still waiting for Wicked. Um, I would love for them to adapt the Heather's musical to film. I think musicals should stay on the stage. Fair enough. And be away from movies completely, okay. personally. But but don't you think it makes. I'm going to do the pop culture argument. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it makes musicals accessible to people who wouldn't necessarily be able to buy tickets to go to the theater? Yeah, in a way. It also gives uh, musicals a bad name. And for those who don't like the musicals um, to begin with, they will not, not like them even more because they're always better on stage live than they are in the, in the movies. And I think for, I think it does some harm as well as it does some good. Okay. Um, Again, that's just a personal opinion. It's because I haven't seen a lot of movie musicals that I've liked recently. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it can do harm. I do think it it brings them to people who mm-hmm. normally maybe wouldn't get a chance. But I, I don't know. There's something about seeing a musical. I think they're meant to be live and you lose something because it's a completely different type of performing arts movie. So about, I think you lose something. What about Tommy? I thought that was better as a movie. I actually haven't seen that movie. Really? Yeah, I actually haven't. I, I know I, I should, and people have said I should, but no, I actually haven't seen Tommy yet. Tommy's real guy. I'll check it out. But maybe maybe it was always a movie. You was know it a I movie mean? and then a musical? Yeah. That's possible. Maybe that's, that's why. Because I saw 
I grew up watching Tommy, mm. and then I saw a stage production at Stratford, and it was horrible. Mm, yeah. So, anyways. Well, there you go. So that's that's it, uh, and that's the end of the episode. Well, there we, you go. We got there. So lo- lots happened. Wow, lo- this was a this was a heated episode of lots of thoughts and emotions. big emotions and, as always. As always. So, um, thank you everyone for tuning in to Screening in Kingston. We will be back next week for our October thirtieth. Halloween episode um, so tune in as always on CFRC and like we always leave it go see movies go see some movies bye everybody bye